I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. Wow, what a week it has been. I am recording this on Monday, November 8th. It is going live on Tuesday, November 9th, which is much more last minute than I'm normally comfortable with. But it has been a little busy around here because last week, last Thursday, I launched my new book, Your Worthy Body, Find Freedom and Health by Breaking All the Rules. I have been just blown away by the support and encouragement and celebration that I was able to have with some of the um, some of my meaningful people in my life last week. It was certainly was not all encompassing. But it was just a time to gather people who were involved in one way or another and celebrate. I'm not very good about that. (laughs) And actually, um, Um, Thursday's Ask the Trainer episode is going to focus a little bit on some lessons that I learned celebrating that and how you can apply it to your own health. So make sure you tune in on Thursday. For this episode today, I have to be honest, I originally had planned on doing like a launch wrap up. And then I thought no one's going to want to hear that but me like that this is important to me, but you're probably like, all right, the book is out, I've bought the book, I'm reading it, and let's just keep going. So what I wanted to do today is talk about one of the chapters that seems to keep coming up in conversation, and just pull out a couple of paragraphs of it, and focus on how I make that happen for me. Now, obviously, uh, we all have our own different rhythms, rituals, and ways of going about and, and nourishing our family. But this is something that I just thought I would put out in case it's something you're wanting to incorporate. Now, what I'm talking about is the chapter called It's All About the Nutrients. And remember, this entire book takes rules that we have heard and it breaks them. So every chapter title is a rule to break, not a rule to follow. But this is chapter seven. I'm not going to read you the whole chapter. And by the way, if you have not heard anything, make sure you go back to last week when I read a, a sneak peek of the introduction. But this chapter really talks about how yes, nutrients are important. And I even go into other chapters about what kinds of nutrients are good for what circumstances, like when you feel like you're going to be throwing up after a workout. Mm, that's not normal. And maybe you need some more nutrients, but that's a different podcast for a different day. Anyway, this one is called It's All About the Nutrients. And it really shifts the focus from being solely focused on our carbs, our fats, our proteins, our micronutrients like your sodium and potassium and magnesium and calcium and B12 and like all the things. And shifts that to focusing on the nourishment we provide or we receive when we sit down and enjoy food with someone else. And maybe that food has a really great mix of nutrients, and maybe it doesn't. But it's okay, because it nourishes our soul in different ways. So I want to read you 
three short paragraphs from this book and then dig in uh, and tell you how I make this happen for my family. The hope is not that you replicate this. The hope is that it might inspire you to figure out how you can apply that in your own family, in your own situation, and maybe create your own ritual with this. So here we go. This is from chapter seven. It's all about the nutrients. And this is a little bit further in. Again, it's just a portion of it. Nevertheless, I'm willing to sacrifice perfect nutrients now and then for those soul nourishing moments received other ways. Sometimes I'm really lucky and the two create a helix of intertwined quality food with a stellar conversation. I fiercely guard my Sunday night family dinner ritual. Between sports, church, and social events, we don't always sit around the table for weeknight dinners, though I do try hard to make that happen. Sunday nights, however, are non-negotiable. This is when I practice the word no with myself and my children. No to dinner with friends. No to neighborhood ladies' gatherings. No to school projects. You had all weekend to do that. Yes to sitting down, often to grilled steelhead trout, asparagus, and roasted red potatoes. The menu is is as predictable as the 6.30 sit-down time. If I could handpick a positive memory my children have growing up, this would be one of them. We do a little calendar housekeeping, discussing schedules and appointments for the weeks. The rest of the time is often spent in deeper conversation, politics, fiscal policy, struggles with work, or debates the boys have had at school that roll over to the table. It may take 20 minutes to eat our food, but an hour to enjoy the meal. And, of course, it ends with Sunday Sunday. Each meal, we take turns thanking God for what he's given us. No matter who gives thanks, it almost always ends in something like, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies. So that's the chapter I want to talk about. And by the way, if Sunday Sunday doesn't make sense to you, then you can read about that in a different chapter called I Have to Work Off Dessert. So uh, that reference is from earlier in the book. But I wanted to share with you uh, this concept of a weekly dinner ritual. You may already have something like this. And if so, that's great. And it might be that you um, just glean something else or think, oh, yeah, I could do that to enhance it or to make my life easier, because I want to talk about that here in a little bit. Or it might be that it motivates you to carve out that space for your family. So let's go ahead and get going. I have 10 ways to help you create a weekly dinner ritual to nourish your family. And when I talk about nourishment, I'm talking about a holistic way, whether it is food or fellowship or uh, just soul filling. So just kind of keep that in mind. So the first thing is communicate with your partner on this. So come together, talk about it and say, okay, this is this is when we think in general, this would work for us. For us, Sundays works really well. Um, but I know it's not going to for everybody. So make it so that it is, it's a communication, it's a two way street, and you're both on the same page. Number two, set expectations with the rest of the people in your house. So don't we don't want to just spring this on them without letting them know ahead of time. My kids have kind of organically known for a while that we do this. And um, I don't even know if I was like, no, Sunday nights are family nights. Well, I think I did do that. And then actually several months ago, our pastor used, 
used her family as an example in a sermon that he did, which was really weird. Like it was cool, but also kind of just vulnerable feeling. I don't know how to describe it. But anyway, they were like, oh, yeah, that's why mom won't let us do whatever it is that we want to do on a Sunday night. But I would say, uh, so set expectations with them. Tell them why we're doing this. Hey, you know what? We're going off in a million different directions over the week. And this is just a time for our family to come together and really protect that time. And then I think what's also helpful is tell them what's in it for them. Because I don't know about you and your people, but I am a little more selfish than I would like to um, than I would like to be. This is something I'm working on, and I think children in general are pretty uh, self absorbed. So if you say, "Okay, well, this is we're going to have Sunday, yeah, Sunday, Sunday again," this is all in the book earlier, or we're going to have dessert or something, or we're going to play a game after dinner, something where they can look forward to it. And it's not something that they dread. But I think more than anything, it's after you and your partner are like, okay, this is the day that we're going to do it, then you let your, your the people in your house know like, okay, this is this is now a night that we are going to try to protect because setting expectations really does make a big difference. Number three, with regard to uh, the food or the the menu, be realistic. If your family is at a softball tournament or baseball tournament or soccer tournament or band tournament or I mean whatever, fill in the blank all weekend long, then it's probably not realistic to think, okay, well we're going to have a really big four course meal on Sunday night. No. It's just not. And then it's going to stress you out, which if you're anything like me, when I get stressed out, I take it out on my people and then it turns into a negative experience, which is the opposite of what we're trying to do. So be very realistic in what you do. So here's a couple ideas. Number one, have the same thing every week. We have had, just like I wrote about in my book, we have the same variations of it almost every week. We have steelhead trout, which is very similar to salmon. um, But one of my people is allergic to salmon. So I don't cook salmon. And this is really steelhead trout's like, it walks like a duck, duck, it talks like a duck, it smells like a duck, it looks like a duck, but it's not a duck. Like that's basically, it's like salmon, but it's not, and he's not allergic to it. Um, So you can do that. You can have the same focus. I tend to want to have a little bit of a reset for our Sunday nights because we enjoy um, and we get a little more laxed uh, in our eating over the weekend. So I'm really ready for me personally, like I'm ready to have some vegetables, I'm ready to have some good quality food. And, um, and I'm ready for my people to have that as well. And I think they're ready for it too. They just don't want to admit it. I have another friend who is really, um, she's, she's pretty focused on what she eats all week, and they get pizza every Sunday night. So something like that is fine. So anyway, think about that. Um, You can have something where the kids help you meal plan and help participate in preparing it. Maybe that's the one night that they know they're going to be involved in it. And maybe if you've got two kids, then they can... um, you know, then twice a month, then they can choose what their menu planning is. I have to admit, I, I, I try to get my kids into this. And, you know, if I ask them, they'll offer something, but I know like one of the five things that they're going to offer, like they're, just, 
It's just like, whatever, mom, we'll eat it. And for the most part, they do. But depending on the dynamics of your family and how interested your children are in the kitchen and in helping, or maybe they want to learn how to grill. I mean, these are ways that you can... um, can can formulate this night, but do that all with the um, under the umbrella of what is realistic. Because if it's not realistic, then you're going to feel like it hasn't worked out like you wanted it to, and you might be disappointed. And then, you know, then then we're just going down a spiral that we don't want to go down. Number four, do yourself a little bonus and be kind to yourself. Be kind to your future self. What do I mean by that? If you have something that's in the oven and something that's on the stovetop and something that's sauteing and you have a couple extra minutes, take those few minutes and be kind to your future self. Cut up your veggies for the week um, just for the grabbing and snacking. My One of my kids is really, really good about putting cut up cucumbers, cut up uh, red bell peppers or, or yellow or orange in his lunch if it's available. Now it would be, I mean, it, uh, what would it take for him to cut up a cucumber, which takes about 20 seconds? I don't know, because it's never happened. <laughs> but if they're cut up, he will do it, which actually is a little sidebar that my mother, it's a whole other story for another day. Maybe I'll make it as an ask the trainer, but it's, if you cut it, they will come. <laughs> So if you prepare the vegetables, then your people are going to be more likely to eat them as are you. At least that's my situation or my case. So if you have some downtime during this time when you're prepping, be kind to your future self. Cut those veggies up, cut the fruit up, maybe make yourself or maybe make a quick batch of um grab and go breakfast stuff. I have all of that in the uh, in the breakfast downloads that I have. I'll put the link in the show notes. But these are things that I make for my family. They don't really take a whole lot of time to make. And then they're available for running out the door in the morning or even as a quick snack. Um, the other thing to think about as you are menu planning is can you cook extra vegetables in particular for leftovers the rest of the week? For example, last night we had a pork tenderloin and then I just sauteed some baby broccoli and I quartered up some uh, portobello mushrooms and then we had roasted red red potatoes because I love them and those are the only days that I really take the time to do them. So what I did was I cooked a lot of extra mushrooms and broccoli and then today for my first meal I had fried eggs. And then I had with, you know, not too much better or anything like that. Don't be sending me nasty grams, whatever. But um, I had some fried fried eggs. And then I also had that baby broccoli and mushrooms. So it just made it really easy for me to throw those extra vegetables in. I know I am super privileged in that I'm home, depending on what your work schedule is, or what your general schedule is, you may or may not need that. But just again, think ahead a little bit to the week and how you can set yourself up for success. How and really, I I think almost more importantly, how you can make life easier on yourself later. We all have full plates and I'm don't really mean to use that as a pun, but we all have a lot going on. And so if you can just do small little things to help make it easy for you to grab something later, then um, that I just you just never regret that you really just don't. Number five, so let's go over the first four really quickly communicate jointly set a date. Number two, set expectations with the rest of the people in your house. Number three, be realistic. 
Number four, as a bonus, kind of in the middle of it, be kind to your future self. And then number five is is explore ways. And I don't know really what the right word to use is, but I'm going to use the word to multitask. So that is, okay, we've created this ritual. We've created this space where our family is coming together. Is there another way that we want to add to that to enhance the experience? I remember reading in one of Lisa Turker's books, I don't even remember which one it was, but she talked about inviting a um, a neighbor down who I think he had like lost his wife. And so she just invited him over for dinner on a like Tuesday nights. And they just turned into like every Tuesday night, he came over for dinner or something like that. So maybe you have a neighbor who you would like to really reach out to and just love on. Maybe there are you, you Maybe there are several different families that you would like to uh, get to know better and you can just rotate and every week you choose a new family. Or maybe that's a time that your children can invite one friend and that's a way for you to get to know them on a deeper level. Maybe it's something that your older child has a a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you would like them to uh, just kind of experience your family on a more intimate basis and get to know them more. So those are options. I will say for us, typically, we just do things on our own. We just keep it with the four of us at the dinner table. But, you know, different families have different dynamics. So think about that and how that would work best for your family and for what your goals are and uh, timing and all of that kind of stuff. Number six, be consistent, but flexible. This one doesn't need a lot of explanation, but I think that in general, particularly if you're wor- working with kids in the house, like they've got to know that, okay, mom means business when she's saying no to, to everything else on Sunday nights and yes to family dinner or whatever night it is that you choose. You've, we've got to keep that consistency in order for them to honor it the way that we want to. Having said that, obviously, there will be times to be flexible. And that's just up to you and and your discernment. If you've listened to the statement of values, you know that discernment is a big one or is a big value of this podcast. So use your own discernment in that there, but be consistent, but flexible. Number seven, guard conversations. What I mean by that is, and this is more to me (laughs) than to anyone else in my family, but it's a no nagging zone. It's it's a not, you know, eat your vegetables, drink your milk, drink your water, da 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 all the things that I tend to do. And I have, uh, this is something I'm really working on lately with everyone in my family, just not nagging them, not, um, you know, giving friendly reminders all the time, like more than, more than in what is needed. Uh, and then also a no phone zone. So what I'm saying is, you know, create a positive environment. I personally don't feel like this is the environment to have difficult conversations. Um, And ones where your kids are going to feel attacked, or they're going to feel shamed. And I hope that we're never shaming our kids anyway. But where they just feel like, oh, gosh, if I come here, she's going to bring this up. And I don't want to talk about it. You know, maybe don't talk about school, don't talk about grades. If that's a sensitive subject, you've got to figure out what kind of conversations are worth guarding for your family. But I think that it's important to 
keep it a positive experience and something that they look forward to. And maybe that it's not even that they look forward to, but something that they don't dread. And it's one of those things that your family, as they get older, might appreciate more than they do now. But personally, I don't want my kids to look back and go, man, every Sunday night, mom was on to me about my algebra class or whatever it is. Like, let's just, let's take that off the table. So guard those difficult conversations and just do it a different time. Number eight, use that time. I typically do this at the end, but use that time to prepare for the week. This is the time that I will pull out my phone because my calendar, our family calendar is on the phone and we'll just kind of go through it. We are coming up on basketball season. It's just been Uh, you know, it's just been a busy time. It's a busy time for everybody. We've got the holidays coming up. And so this is the the housekeeping that I'm talking about saying, okay, we've got a basketball parents meeting tonight. And then Friday, you've got your first game. And okay, so and so's out on Tuesday night. And just that way, everybody kind of is on the same page going into the week. Now, that does not mean your children will remember it. But (laughs) it's definitely something uh, that you can all talk about at once. And then I think this is also a good opportunity to just figure out who needs support in what areas. Maybe they are struggling, you know, maybe they're like, I need a tutor in this, or gosh, I need, I'm going to need this for a certain project. Can we run out to CVS and get poster board or markers or, you know, whatever it is, or errands? I mean, that kind of stuff, but like, hey, what's going on and how can we support each other in this? Uh, Number nine, be comfortable with the pause. This one actually came to me last night. I've been thinking about this episode for a couple days. And we had been sitting there and eating and it was enjoyable. And then there was a pause and I almost said, all right, well, let's everybody get cleaned up. And I thought, I'm just going to sit here for a second. And then one of the kids started talking and it's the kid who doesn't talk as much. So it was a really great way for him to feel like, okay, I can jump in and I don't I don't remember what he was saying, I have to admit, but I mean, it's not like it was earth shattering, but it's be comfortable with that pause because it might be what's needed for someone to say something uh, that they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say that or not, because again, part of the whole experience is making it accessible for everyone to share. And then the final thing that I would recommend is reassess every season. And I'm not necessarily talking about like the winter solstice and the spring solstice. I'm not going to say that word again because I can't say it very well. But I would say at a minimum, reassess your day and time and ritual at the beginning of the new year, at the beginning of summer, and at the beginning of school. If you have children in sports, it might be that you just need to reassess at the beginning of every sports season, something like that, or children who are involved in seasonal activities, whether or not it's sports or not. But I think it's a good thing to do to just say, okay, this is what we've been doing. Does it still work? The answer might be yes. The answer might be no. And if it's no, then figure out a new day to do that. So let me really quickly recap all of those. Number one, communicate with your partner on this, jointly set a date. Number two, set expectations with the rest of the people in your house. Number three, be realistic, set yourself up for success. Number four, bonus to yourself, be kind to your future self during while you are in the kitchen and prepping and all of that. 
Number five, explore ways to multitask to invite others over, um, you know, however that may be. Number six, be consistent, but flexible. Number seven, guard your conversations, no nagging, no nagging zone. And I don't know if I said this or not, but a no phone zone, obviously, just everybody put it down. Number eight, prepare for the week, housekeeping, you schedule your housekeeping, I mean, like schedule housekeeping, like your calendar. Um, Number nine, be comfortable with the pause. And number 10, reassess every season. Now, if you have not yet purchased Your Worthy Body, my new book, I have the link down in the show notes, and I would love for you to get that. I would love for you to read this chapter, which is one of my favorites called It's All About the Nutrients. I do talk about the Sunday Sunday in the chapter called I Have to Work Off Dessert. Again, a rule to break. (laughs) Remember, this is not something I want you doing. So make sure you go grab that if you have not yet. Also, if you have been listening to this show for a while, I would love it and so greatly appreciate it if you would write a review. I understand it is kind of tricky and difficult to do on on um, Apple Podcasts in particular. So what I've done is I have put in a link that all you have to do is click the link and it will take you to a website and you can do it there. It's super simple, super easy. And um, that will just really help the show as it grows as more people are checking it out, check trying to figure out how to implement some grace based health in it, or in their lives. And I would really greatly appreciate it. Every episode, I try to leave you with one simple thing that you can remember and apply. And so today's one simple thing is figure out some way to create a weekly dinner ritual. It can look like mine, but it certainly does not have to make it work for your unique family. And I would love to hear if you do this, by the way. So if you do head over to the Facebook group that I have called the Graced Health Community and let us know. I will have a prompt on Wednesday asking if you do this. And I want to hear, I want to hear how it is because I think that we can all glean um, ideas from each other. So make sure you head over there, buy the book if you haven't. And that is all for today. Go out there and have a graced day. Mm-hmm.